the Cultivate and Keep podcast with myself and Corey Haynes. What's up, Corey? Nothing much, man. Welcome it's to the show. On. Thanks, man. Showtime. Thank you for having me on your show. It's I appreciate a pleasure. it. Thank you for joining me. Yes, you're very welcome. Anytime, really. We could do this weekly if we want to. Yeah, I was thinking next Tuesday. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, Let's do it then. How's life, my friend? Pretty good. Um, yeah. I am now all excited about out-of-state investing So, <laughs> and real estate. So, yeah, I'm just learning and, yeah. It's fun. Kind of one of those things, like, I've always wanted to do, um, like, real estate, but I've always kind of just thought, oh, lo- locally. And so, uh, we talked about it, but this year I was planning, to, I was wanting to buy another property. And yeah, that's right. This year has um, sucked, like <laughs> making money wise, and yes. so I kind of I've I have felt pretty discouraged the last like six months. Like, well, you know, th- this year's a wash, and whatever, you know, we'll on to better things next year. And then uh, just more recently, I've kind of thought, oh, out of state, and oh, like you need less money, and oh, like let's look into that. And so mm. I'm, I'm not doing anything yet, but just learning and reading. And so I'm all excited. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I woke up this morning at four thirty in the morning. And I couldn't sleep. I was like <laughs> wide awake. Uh, yeah, I had like it. fight every urge. Like, don't get out of bed yet. Just wait a little longer. And like, <laughs> dang, I know. That I feel like uh, this year for us was supposed to be like, oh, right, this is gonna be our travel year, and for you, it was like, this is gonna be our real estate investment yeah. year, and then neither happened because coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus. But yeah, I, I'm stoked because I think the last few podcasts, when oh, how you doing? I'm kind of like, meh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen better days, but I still feel that way. But I think I just feel like excited right now. Look so. it up. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. How about that's you? Good, man. Yeah, pretty good. Um, Monique launched her new e-commerce store called Joycraft Handmade. Nice and that's plug. Been, yeah, it's been really fun. It's been really fun for me just being able to watch her enjoy it, stay up late, work really hard, be really, really creative, ask for advice, put my marketing cap on sometimes and uh, brainstorm a bit. And also see some money roll, roll through, so that's been fun. Yeah, is Monique the breadwinner now? Almost, yeah. Right. It's uh, It's been pretty impressive. Um, she's, yeah, I mean, honestly, she's she's killing it on Instagram and having a lot of fun with it, and it's kind of only goes up from here. I'm, I'm surprised already, like, how well it's done. We, we talked the other day about how, um, you know, she's done a few things in the past, like, you know, uh, makeup and makeup tutorials, and she's thought about doing that before, mm-hmm. and... But it was like as soon as she even posted about making earrings on her personal Instagram, people were like, oh, what are those? And like, how'd you make them? And can I have some? Will you make some for me? And so she like, it's cool to like feel the demand really mm-hmm. tangibly. And cool. and then like, you know, see the results of it afterwards yeah. as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of business as usual. Um, hoping to have some other stuff to share later, but. Still chilling. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Well, today we wanted to talk about the sixth commandment. <laughs> I was waiting for it. What? <laughs> I was like, should I say it? I don't know. Um, it's a very simple one, and it's probably not going to be a ton. To I'll, talk I'll about. read it. I'll, I'll read go, it go right, okay. please do. Exodus twenty thirteen. You shall not murder. Pretty profound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those that. Um, isn't open to interpretation i feel yeah. like like before we record i was kind of saying like you know this one's like what do you say about it you know like <laughs> duh like don't murder <laughs> like move on duh. on the next one you know but yeah maybe maybe like the only thing to note 
and there, there's some other things we'll get into. Um, but one of the only like ways that it could be open to interpretation maybe is like uh, some translations, especially older translations, uh, will say you shall not kill. But if you really look into it, you know, so then you could say, oh, well, then war is bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, look through the Bible. Obviously not a thing yeah. or not a mandate. Um, there were times to go to war, to fight, to battle, to defend yourself. Um, and But like getting a little bit more technical, there the full nuance of the Hebrew, if you really want to get into it, um, is more basically it, it means unlawful killing. So unlawful killing is murder, a.k.a. Newer translations now say you shall not murder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. But what I want to talk about and touch on were um, two things. Like, what are some of the modern-day kind of applications to this? As well as um, maybe some, like, secondary kind of, like, um, things to keep in mind about this. Like, ways that this applies not directly, but that's related to... Um, and it was interesting because I was, as I was writing it down, I was really pondering it and looking through examples and kind of like ways that this would apply um, to our world today. I was like, gosh, where in the heck do we see, like, like where do we struggle with this commandment today? Um, and then like all of a sudden it kind of like hit me in a few places. I was like, oh, well, like kind of recently um, there was the genocide of the Jewish people and German soldiers, uh, slaughtered in an almost an entire race of people. Also, um, there was a lot of murder and a lot of abuse, uh, not so long ago with American slavery and our history with plantations and, um, especially within, uh, African Americans, but also primarily Planned Parenthood and people getting abortions, uh, is murdering another human being. And that one, especially I was like, oh, wow, like this is actually like a a really big modern day application that I really didn't think of off the bat. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, obviously the now it's hindsight, it's 2020, but also because we are already, you know, Christians, we already think this way. We already believe these things. It's easy to look at them and say, oh, well, duh, of course. Right. Um, but one of the interesting is like, how, how do we even get to these places? And like, what are the justifications that people are making for these kinds of acts of murder? Um, and doing a little bit of like research, I was, I was realizing in, in kind of coming back to some other thoughts that I, I had read through books and through other podcasts about how like the only way basically to justify a murder is to dehumanize someone and it's basically to make someone uh less human or subhuman is another word for that was like literally the interpretation of basically like the word that um germans used or nazis used back in back in the day when they when there was the genocide um and it's also like it's really it's interesting it's like really closely related to pride when you think about especially like so the Nazis, German people, believe that they were the superior race, right? Uh, if you look at a lot of Southern Americans, um, they believe that they were greater than the slaves and that they and that they were entitled, you know, as the master. Planned Parenthood, um, but namely, I mean, I think people 
are selfish and they think, well, I don't want this baby to ruin my life or I'm just, just going to opt for convenience, right? It's actually really, really, really close, mm-hmm. close related to pride. Um, and that pride gets people to dehumanize them, right? So Ida Filter, a very masterful speaker and convincer, uh, again, convinced them that they were the superior race. Um, there was a lot of leaders within the South who convinced that uh, slavery was okay. Um, I'm actually reading a book called The Color of Compromise right now, and I can't share too many details right now because I haven't gotten very far, but there's actually a lot of interesting points about how we essentially like had a choice mm-hmm. and chose slavery over not slavery mm-hmm. in America, and it's really sad. Yeah, i never thought about like each box you just listed off, like they all had that same parallel, like you're saying, of um, like dehumanizing like another group of people or race, um, and then like the, the connection of pride, like simply feel like you are better or, um, you know, like uh, you deserve the baby's it. an inconvenience, whatever it is. Like I was thinking like cause you, your question was like, how do you like get to the point of like compromising to where like you make murder okay? And it's it's all like is it, it is a compromise. Like it is you just kind of justifying it in your head and or groups of people in, with these movements. It was like these leaders or um, like these new like ways of thinking. It was people justifying and just mm-hmm. making it like – the way they wanted to see it um kind of like manipulation just like making it work for you to work you know um but yeah i never thought about how those are all kind of synced together in a sense yeah i mean abortion and, and planned parenthood has been i think kind of the most devious and clever of them all because it started out as oh well it's you know the morning after pill or it's something essentially to where before really the baby was formed quote unquote which is again like very open to interpretation uh that you would abort the fetus or you would abort you know basically what would become a human i think like so that one for example yeah i I remember having a thought um i was probably in like sixth seventh eighth grade like i think that's kind of when this movement was more like prevalent and um like we've been having issues with laws and whatnot and where we live and i remember thinking like why, what's, what's the big deal? Like, wh- why can't these, like, women, like, have the the say in what they do with their body? Like, with their body? And I remember, like, thinking that, like, just so, like, plainly and not, like, a not, I wasn't even thinking about, like, the baby. I was just thinking, like, this person should right. have, like, control. And, it's, you know, it's more, like, liberal way of thinking. But I, what I'm trying to say is I, I think I understand someone that doesn't have, like, the values that we have and doesn't see the world the, the way that we see it. I can understand mm-hmm. how someone would fall under the this category of of being um but you know for something like that um but now when you just take a step back and think for it like, cause in that moment i remember like thinking it through and saying like, oh wait like no you're taking someone's life right and once you think it through and kind of follow the steps like it plays out um i think if you, if you do that like there shouldn't be any question but yeah and so you think about now kind of like the evolution of um later term abortion and then like very late term abortion where people, I mean, there are laws trying to be passed now or in recent history that were like all the way up until birth mm-hmm. essentially. And you think about like, it's there crazy. are, there are babies that are born very prematurely mm-hmm. and survive mm-hmm. and they come out of the womb and they're like, this is a baby, but because you can't see them or because you think, Oh, what's the difference between now and three months from now? Mm-hmm. Or because you think, well, it's my body and, it's not a human until it comes out of the womb somehow, then it's okay. But it's kind of like a 
death by a thousand cuts, you know, like convincing by a thousand small compromises to where one day you end up erasing, you know, trying to erase an entire uh, race. You end up enslaving thousands. You end up killing babies, right? And uh, you don't realize that until you're there or maybe ever, right? There's a lot of people that are obviously still in those, uh, hopefully not in the camps of um, genocide or of slavery, but there are still very much people in the camps of abortion and of uh, quote unquote planned parenthood. Um, so one of the other applications of this, which is definitely a touchy subject, and we've you know given our two cents on this as well, has been with the Black Lives Matter movement, and because there's been a lot of talk about the murder of um, people in the black community um, by police, especially in police abuse. And I don't necessarily want to touch on like the technicalities of it. And, and I think that we can all agree. We all know that there needs to be changes, that there are bad things going on and it's very tragic on a lot of levels. But I, what I am interested in is um, sort of the flip side a little bit. I, I heard someone say when i say i heard i mean i I read it on social media um well george floyd was a criminal and like justifying that it was okay that he died basically i was like i'm sorry but like it's okay to murder someone because they have a criminal history like no no no. like that's that's not gonna fly it's not Mm -hmm. good enough recently with the issues in wisconsin in kenosha uh the protests going on there and a couple of the the killings that have happened in that area i heard again i quote unquote heard someone say that um one of the people who was killed was a pedophile and mm-hmm. so we should be thanking the mm-hmm. killer yeah i saw that too it's like, you got to be kidding yeah. me that is absurd mm-hmm. to the highest levels is it okay to be a pedophile no does that ha- person have a big problem with sin yes absolutely does that make it okay to murder them Never, yeah. never in a thousand. I mean, that to me is, and that to me is, um, again, it's this, how do we get to being okay with murdering someone by a bunch of small compromises? Well, that also compound. back to what you said about like either dehumanizing or pride or like placing yeah. yourself above someone else. And that's what that is right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a pedophile is yeah. subhuman yeah. or someone with a criminal history yeah. is subhuman in some way. They're, they're less than, mm-hmm. right? It's a pride issue. Um, and I just thought that that was worth mentioning because I was like, wow, that, I mean, that, that's really, mm-hmm. uh, not okay at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just wanted, so to bring it back to scripture as we try to do as often as we can, James four twelve says, there's only one lawgiver and judge. He who is able to save and to destroy, who are you to judge your neighbor? And just wanted to point that out because I, I feel that sometimes, it's too easy to just be quick to judge or quick to justify mm-hmm. and kind of like take matters in your own hands and say, well, it's okay if this person died or it's okay. You know, that person deserved it, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or they had it coming, things like that. And you say, no, 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 like what this person needs and what we should want for them is grace and mercy and forgiveness. So just wanted to point that out. Um, there are some other applications. Uh, again, these are pretty straightforward, but I just want to mention too, I, I thought it was interesting that, you know, Jesus makes it pretty clear in the New Testament 
that there are some ways that you can kind of murder with your heart essentially. And I don't know if I honestly made the connection at first of like 10 commandments, you shall not murder to like what we're going to talk about now, which is anger and insulting and hatred or, or, or bitterness. Um, I thought it was interesting because again, it, it all comes back to this thought of like pride and seeing someone as subhuman. And those are all basically like products of when you're angry about something or when you're, you know, you would only insult someone if you wanted to make them less than yourself. You would only hate someone or be bitter if, if you had an issue with who they were. Right. Um, but Jesus says in Matthew five twenty one through 22, he says, uh, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. Um, so I just thought, again, that was interesting. Like Jesus equates the consequences of anger towards others to the consequences of murder um, because it's a heart issue, right? Same thing with insults. Like he points out that uh, insults are kind of even like further down the road to murders, like making someone feel small or worthless or insignificant um, in an unrestraining way is on the path to murder, essentially. Uh, hatred, same thing, right? Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murder, no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. First John three fifteen, and I feel like that kind of also put it in perspective for me of like, if we just think of things on not on a spectrum, but on like a road or on a path. Step one is like, you know, someone saying it to you and you like not flinching. Step two is being angry with someone. Step three is insulting them. Step four is hating them. And then like step four is murder. I'm like, whoa, that's a pretty mm -hmm. scary path to go down. And it's a slippery slope. Yeah, well, it reminds me, um, Mike Van Meter always says, like no one wakes up today and decides I'm going to walk away from God or oh, I'm going to wake up right. and, and, and murder someone today or whatever. Like it, it's these small compromises or steps that like incrementally like get you to that end result. Um, this also reminds me of, uh, I remember one time I was talking with uh, Mark Hoffman. We were just like walking, I think, from his office to like a coffee bar or whatever. I think I was like 16 at the time. And I remember like, Mark, like, hey, this thing we talked about, you know, a while ago, whatever. Like, I, I, I fixed it, whatever. I, I overcame it. No, not a problem anymore. Like, I'm good. And he was like, wow, I'm proud of you. But let me ask you a question. He's like, when's the last time you, you were jealous of someone? Or when's the last time you said you mm. hated someone? Or when's the last time you, whatever. He listed all these examples that I never that we don't really think about, right? Like we don't we kind of make up in our mind or in our day to day life. Like what are like the big like struggles, the big sins that we can't do, you know? Yeah. Um, but like there's a bunch of other ones that we don't really think about or talk about. I would put like anger and insults and hatred like in that box. We don't really give those things much thought, but like Jesus treated them as a really like big deal and he talked about them often and they were like a common point of teaching for him. And so I find it funny how like we because our, our culture, like just the way we like live and operate, like these things that are very important to God and like just in the Bible and, and teaching that we don't really give a whole lot of thought of. And we are kind of, I think often can be walking in and don't even mm. like realize it. Yeah. And so I often think back to what Mark said, like, like, you know, good for you for, you know, being, being that one thing, but like here's 10 other things you're probably doing right now, you know? And so I think that's something to like consider. <laughs> think yeah. About. Cause I, again, I think the anger, insults, hatred, like easily fall under a category of like, 
just not really recognizing it. Um, or maybe easily justify, justifying those things. Like, why? Well, yeah, I hate that guy because he really pisses me off. Or, you know, maybe he, he's just like a, a, you know, a bad person, whatever. Like there are easy ways to like compromise and justify like these feelings and thoughts towards someone, but doesn't really do it. You know, it's still yeah. like an issue. Yeah. You think trying to think through like, well, we know again, the Bible is not just a rule book and like God gives us these instructions so we can live better lives like it is good for us to not indulge in these things because god knows that they lead to bigger and greater sins with even bigger consequences Mm -hmm. right they are also bad in of themselves but they also lead to even worse things and it just reminded me of um you know how like uh sometimes in court the lawyer will try to argue for someone who has murdered someone that they were not in the right state of mind or that they were enraged or that they were uh, what's the word for it? Um, it's like, uh, like they didn't, they didn't mean to murder them. They just meant to hurt them, but they ended up killing them. Manslaughter. I think it's basically like manslaughter is like, you didn't know. I think that's one, like the first degree, second degree, third degree, all play in. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Something like that. I, I'm not a lawyer. I couldn't tell you a lot about the justice system, (laughs) but there's something like that where, right. Where it's like, there's kind of a justification where people actually know like, man, he, this guy was so angry that he actually, even though he never would have thought before today that he would have murdered someone Mm -hmm. because he was so angry that drove him to murder them. It's like, wow, that's really scary. Like these, these emotions can really overtake you and get, get you to do things that you would never Mm -hmm. dream of before. Yeah. Notice I thought, but nothing Mike says like, uh, he's a junior high pastor. So whenever he's teaching kids or dealing with kids that are misbehaving or whatever, um, like, you know, a lot of times he'll like kind of catch someone in the act, right? Like they'll be mm. whatever, like sneaking off with a girl or just whatever, something dumb and, and they get caught by a parent or a leader and then they're, they're brought to Mike and Mike's kind of the enforcer, the one that deals with it. And one thing he always tells him is like, man, like you should be so grateful that you got caught. Like, you know, like be grateful yeah. that like this came out. And the reason is he always talks about like, what you know what try to recognize and see what is god like keeping you away from what is he like what is the next few steps like after this that you will get to eventually but now you're not because this was stopped kind of in the track same with this right like anger jealousy hatred like bitterness all these things like there is a next step there is you know at some point right there is some some level of either action or like deep-rooted offense that takes place um again which in that these verses like are paralleled with like the actual act of anger, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. 100% man. I agree. Um, any other thoughts on that or should we wrap it? No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't really have a ton of thought on this one, so you kind of carried a load, but yeah, I think pretty cool. summed up. Well folks, that was the sixth commandment. Um, if you have thoughts for us, questions, comments, feel free to reach out to us anywhere. Um, if you can do us a favor, like, it, like us on Facebook, on follow us on Instagram. We're Keep live on us. Instagram, baby. We're live. Yes. Yeah, we've got more Getting up and coming. Getting in the game. Um, and if you can, share it with a friend. That would mean a ton. Text it to them. Share it on social media, whatever it is. Just find a good episode. Even this one if you want to. And we'll see you in the next one.